0: Everyone, welcome to Brewing Faith. It's Thursday. We're live, and it's it's cold outside. I'm still in Minnesota, and I think it was minus 18 degrees uh, with the wind chill. So I am not broadcasting outside. Well. God is good. I want to this morning, we're going to have just a moment of continuation of yesterday. I just one little uh, story I want to bring out. Taste and see that the Lord is good. He's sweeter than honey and the honeycomb. He's a mighty God. Once you taste of the Lord, amen, there's nothing else that will satisfy like him. Thankful for the Holy Ghost today. And I gave the example yesterday of in the American Revolution, I will give it just a quick recap because uh, some of you probably already listened to it yesterday, but I I do do need to just recap it just a moment to this story that I'm going to tell today. And the Quincy, I believe it was, I don't have the notes in front of me from yesterday, but Abigail Quincy of the... uh, quincy adams family she had put away her all of her fine clothes from england and when the boycott was over that they were boycotting anything from england she took out those fine clothes and put them back on but the statement she made it just didn't feel the same way she didn't want to be associated with england anymore she didn't want to she didn't she didn't want it she didn't want those clothes anymore so very interesting just very interesting of the association with the things of what they were coming out from and taste and see that the Lord is good it didn't have the same appeal to her anymore but the uh, the example I was going to use yesterday that I what that i i didn't get to um so a little bit of continuation from yesterday and you can maybe call this conversations overheard at castlewood (laughs) so so again in in relationship to yesterday i was listening to this elderly gentleman he was probably in his 70s i don't know exactly but you know and you're just sitting there eating and i was eating by myself and i'm listening to the waitress talked to this elderly gentleman and he was talking pretty loud i wasn't really trying to overhear but he it didn't seem like he minded who heard him and somehow the subject came up a partying something i don't know how it came up and he made a statement pretty loud like i don't drink no more he said i quit drinking six years ago and again make this in relationship with with uh with yesterday and what the statement made by Abigail Quincy and and she said, "Oh, you quit drinking 6 years ago." And he said, "Yeah." He said, and it this wasn't really a t- they were not talking about religion, they were not talking about the Bible anything like that. He was just saying, "I quit drinking 6 years ago." But then he made a very interesting statement. Again, conversations at Castlewood. He tells the waitress, he said, "Yeah, I just decided I would golf with them and, uh, and not drink. But I realized that I, I was, you know, that I would even go, I think he said, I'll just go to the bar, but I'll just hang out, but I won't drink. But he said, I realized I couldn't hang out with them anymore and not drink. And this was the reason that he said, he said, cause I realized when I wasn't drinking and they were drinking He said, I realized that they were a bunch of idiots. Wow. (laughs) He was, and the reason was, I'm listening to him, the reason was is because he's sober. He's acting, he's in his right mind. And he said, I'm watching all these guys around me sitting and they're acting like morons because they're drinking. And, And then I think he made some kind of statement to her like, Yeah, and then I realized that's what I used to act like. So, just a continuation of yesterday. Tasting and taste and see that the Lord is good today. Be full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. There's no life like living for God. No life like it. I don't want the old way. I don't want the old me. I don't want the old me. Amen. I want a taste of the things of God. Amen. So, here we go. Topic number two. That was quickly, we're into seven minutes. We got a few more minutes. I want to quickly go to another topic this morning. Reading from the book of Revelation, chapter 12, and verse number 10 says, I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come Salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God. Aren't you thankful for salvation, strength, the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down. Wow, powerful. Which accused them before our God day and night, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Amen. We overcome... By the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Now, this morning <clears throat> we can we can tell stories, you can hear stories, and I don't know I don't know if this has happened to you before, but it's happened to me. You hear a story and you think, ah, wow, is that really true? That's really far out there. But t- until it happens to you, when 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 it happens to you, what happens? then you you have a testimony because it happened to you when the holy ghost happens to us we have a testimony there are there are uh denominations there are people that say the holy ghost is of the devil well i'm sorry but it's in the bible and it's happened to me so i'm going to overcome by the blood of the lamb And the word of my testimony. I'm going to come back to that verse in just a moment. But I want to give us a real life example of, of, you know, you hear stories, but when it happens to you, no, no, I don't care. It happened to me. It might sound crazy. It might sound crazy. And I know all of us have our stories like it happened to me. I know this is real. Well, a few years ago, we were evangelizing. And... We were in uh, Bakersfield, California. Again, we're talking about until it happens. Until it happens to you, it, it this happened to me, Amen. And this wasn't a good thing, but it happened to me. And I'm with our, I'm with my in-laws down here at Mayo Clinic right now. And so this story just was refreshed in my mind. We're in Bakersfield, California. It's late one night. I don't know, ten o'clock or so. Not real late. And my father-in-law realized he had had uh, accidentally brought some mail with him when he flew down to california to be with us and he's like oh we need to find us a drop box a mailbox to so put our mail in send back to <coughs> he was paying some bills back in north dakota and so downtown bakersfield we're going to eat or something they're coming home from eating and uh it was dark out we noticed there was some vehicles there but you know one of those drop boxes outside the post office where you just throw your mail in the slot there and um uh, but so it's a standalone, it's not attached to the to the post office. And he put his three or four bills in there and then we went on our way. And it was uh they had been went back home to North Dakota after that, I don't know, it was two, three, four weeks later, uh Sister Pearson is talking to her dad on the phone. He said, You and he said, You remember those bills that I paid in in Bakersfield when we were down there visiting with you guys and, and Sister Pearson's like, oh yeah, I remember that. You you brought some bills down with you and you put them in the drop box. Again, we're talking about this happened to me. He said, well, you won't believe it, but those were, you know, I'd written checks. Those were bills. And I, I realized after a few weeks that the bills were not paid. That even though I'd put them in, so did the mail get lost whatever so he called and he called these the you know the utility company the the newspaper where he paid for his newspaper bill he said no we haven't received any check of yours you did you haven't paid your bill well guess what he looks in his bank account and instead of a 63 dollar check written to the newspaper office it was a six hundred and thirty dollar check out written out to some landscaping company or something, and his utility bill that was for nine ninety five dollars was a bill of nine hundred and fifty dollars written out to some somebody personal name, and we're like, well, how did that happen again? You might be thinking that's crazy. Is this really real? Well, it happened to me. And I was preaching for and and they said they are t- figuring out how to take the mail out of that out of those standalone boxes in the middle of the night, then they whitewash the checks, and then they can write that check for any amount they want. really? That's pretty far out there, Pastor Pearson, but it happened to me, and then I was preaching for a a, a pastor in California that is a postmaster, and this is what he said. And this is just a, maybe this is 2022 information for us. We're living in the age of lawlessness. We're living in the age of stolen cars, hijacked cars. So, just a little advice for you today. This is what that postmaster said to me. He said, they are taking fish line. They're taking fish line and they're attaching like a sticky substance to the end of a fish line and they stick it down the mailbox and attach it to envelopes and pull out envelopes until they find checks. And then they whitewash these checks and now they can write that check for anything they want. Is that wild or is that wild? So advice in 2022, it happened to me. So, if you see a standalone, in fact, I think there's one over by, over on close to uh, down where Sister Rachel and uh, Clancy's live down there. I see one, a standalone drop box. It's kind of off all by itself. Every time I see that, I think of that fish line going in there and pulling envelopes out. So, so if you got checks, I probably wouldn't put them in that kind of, of, of uh, 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 drop box. And in fact, Since I had that story from my father-in-law, I never, (laughs) again, it happened to me. So, uh, you know, maybe it hasn't happened to you. You think, oh, it's no big deal. But guess what? It happened to me. So I go to a 24-hour post office like I'm putting it into, I'm taking it inside. I'm putting my checks into a slot in the mailbox. Aren't you thankful that the Holy Ghost happened to you? Aren't you thankful that you have a testimony that I received the power of the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues? It's real today. Amen. I do want to read again that in Revelation chapter 12, it says they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And I was thinking about that, the power, that those two aspects of how Of how we overcome. Number one. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb. That's something that we can't do. But what is the the blood of the Lamb? He took on all of our sins. And we apply that blood from Calvary. When we go down in baptism in Jesus name. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb. Because he takes that past that has a hold on us. That lives with us every day. And he washes it. He washes away our sins. Amen. We overcome by his blood. And then the word of our testimony. We have a testimony because we know I had things that I could not overcome without the power of God. But now I live in victory. I walk in victory every day and it's like it's the it's my testimony. I used to be. I was that, but thank God for the word of my testimony. I think of Paul in Acts chapter 9. He had his conversion on the road to Damascus and God tra- I mean there was a transformation of the apostle Paul there. But I, I like to read Acts chapter 22 also because that's much later than Acts chapter 9. But you know what Paul is doing in Acts 22? He's telling his testimony. So we have a biblical example that yes, you have any co- conversion experience in Acts chapter 9, Paul. But later, I never forget my testimony. And when he got the opportunity in Acts 22. He retold what happened to him on the road to Damascus. And we have that scripture. I love to use Acts 22 and 16. He's just telling, he's retelling what happened to him. But he says in Acts 22 and verse 16, And now why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. He's retelling what happened in Acts chapter 9, but he's telling it like, it washed all of my sins away. Nobody can tell your testimony like you can. Tell, tell your testimony. Share your testimony. I love to hear somebody. Wh- what happened to you, how maybe you came to God and came back and, and you've got a story to tell tell your testimony because the power of god there's nothing like it in all of the world i tell about my grandpa often but my grandpa how god delivered him from cigarettes and you think about things that had had a hold on you that had you bound what does revelation say again you overcome by the blood of the lamb i'm thankful that he was i couldn't get rid of those sins but we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. My grandpa, he would tell everybody. He, it, it, I mean, if you were, if he was meeting somebody for the first time, it if he was with them over five minutes, 10 minutes, he was telling them how God delivered him from cigarettes how he, he smoked cigarettes for 40 years, started smoking when he was eight, nine years old. But now he says, "I can't stand the smell of cigarettes, why? Because God delivered me amen even even my grandpa would uh, i tell the story that he got pulled over pulled over to get a speeding ticket, and he's real. My grandpa's not fake, but he'd he'd tell that police officer with tears running running down his face, he would tell that police officer what God did for him." That police officer was like, you know, slow down, sir. We'll see you later. He never gave him a speeding ticket. Amen. Tell everybody how you overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. Amen. Well, we'll see you tomorrow, 10 o'clock. Looking forward to brewing faith tomorrow. Lord willing, I'll be back in studio in my office tomorrow at 10 a.m. God bless you all. Thank you for tuning in today. He is our King of Glory this morning. God bless you.